Hey, welcome to Space Gab. This is Mike Coletta. It's the 15th of July, 2022. Space Gab can be heard at www.spacegabpodcast.com. And once there, you can select a venue to listen to the episodes. Wow. UFO Twitter is going to be bombarded with false reports in the near future. Why? Because Amazon has announced they're going to be delivering packages by drone in Texas later this year. You know what that means. People are going to see these drones everywhere. And there's going to be so many UFO reports with people just seeing something moving in the air with that looks kind of weird. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll take their blurry pictures <laughs> like they always do, share their blurry videos and blurry pictures and, and say they saw little green guys or gray guys or whatever flying these things. And all they're going to be is, is uh, packages being delivered via Amazon. Um, see, they announced, let's see, Amazon said Friday it will begin delivering packages to shoppers by drone in College Station, Texas, later this year. The eastern Texas town is the second location to see the launch of Prime Air drone deliveries. Last month, Amazon announced it would deliver some packages by drone later this year in the northern California town of Lockford. Wow. So, um, let's see. Lockford area, College Station, Texas area. Expect to uh, get an influx, just a, a bombardment, a bombardment, mostly on UFO Twitter, of course, probably, uh, of reports. And people, you know, just it's just going to keep on going. So as Amazon opens up more Prime Air drone deliveries, you're going to see, and it just, it just happens, that you're going to get UFO reports. You get, you get UFO reports now with sky uh, lights, you know, which are AKA airplanes um, all the time. Speaking of lights in the sky... Last night, I got to witness, once again, the International Space Station coming over my area. But this time, before it happened, I actually shared. We have a little community um, uh, Facebook uh, group, and uh, I've been sharing, you know, some cloud pictures, sunset pictures, lightning pictures, things like this, kind of, and fishing pictures. Uh, because we live on a pond here. We actually have two ponds in our community in Oklahoma here. And I've been sharing uh, po- photos. And uh, I shared a uh, past photo of the ISS going over the pond, the back pond. And people really, really liked it. A lot of likes, a lot of hearts, a lot of just a lot of uh, traffic. And I said, hey, they like this kind of stuff. Uh, and so yesterday, last night, I tweeted, or not tweeted, <laughs> I um, sent a message on the uh, group Facebook page saying, hey, the International Space Station is going to be flying over our area tonight at this time. Here's the path it's going to be taking and the times it's going to be seen, the brightness it's going to be seen. And I shared that information because people really liked you know, the, the, the photo I shared last time. So guess what? People went out and looked, and they thanked me on uh, the Facebook page. And this morning, once again, early this morning, 
the ISS appeared again over our area, and I got some good shots. And I actually did put it on the the, the photos, the two photos on the uh, Twitter feed, which is, and hey, all these articles I'm talking about on the Space Gab podcast can be found on my Twitter feed, uh, and more. There's more articles, some I don't talk about that I share on the Twitter feed, but that address is twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta. That's M-I-K-E underscore C-O-L-E-T-T-A. And that'll take you to the Twitter feed. You can see everything I'm talking about and then some. But yeah, I was kind of, it was kind of cool sharing, uh, the, uh, ISS schedule. And I told them how to, uh, look for themselves. You know, you can search for, uh, spot the station on a web browser, a search engine. And you'll you'll get information on how you can spot the International Space Station over your area. So uh, it's kind of cool. I was able to share that and get people interested in th- all things about space. Well, it looks like there's a shakeup at Roscosmos, which is the Russian space program. Uh, numerous sources have tweeted out that uh, by presidential decree, Dmitry Rogozin was dismissed from his position as Director General of Roscosmos. And it says that Yuri Borisov has been appointed the new General Director. And then um, Anatoly Zak, which is uh, at Russian Space Web on Twitter, he says the Kremlin, Kremlin now confirms that the former Deputy Prime Minister Yuri Borisov replaced Dmitry Rogozin as the head of Roscosmos. So, big shakeup. I wonder, uh, we'll probably never hear exactly why. Well, maybe we will. You never know. I haven't looked into that story uh, in detail because it's just coming out. Um, actually, you know, a couple hours ago, I guess. But uh, this is major, major thing when it happens with the, the Russian space program. So, We'll see what happens, what, what will be the implications of this. Um, uh, we'll, we'll just have to read, read about it and see what will be leaked, what will be shared, and uh, I'll share them here. Well, CNSA Watcher on Twitter has shared a nice video. Uh, Earth from Tiangong Space Station in uh, HD. Really nice. You can, uh, it did, did a good job filming the Earth uh, rotating uh, beneath the uh, China's Tiangong Space Station, actually, while the um, space station is uh, flying around the Earth, <laughs> orbiting around the Earth. But it's a nice video, nice video. Um, CNSA Watcher always, as I've said before in the past, it always shares some good things about the uh, China's space program, which uh, gets a lot of attention nowadays, as I talked about last week and uh, weeks prior. But yeah, you get a chance. Uh, there is a link on my Twitter feed to this uh, HD video. Space News reports NASA division proposing program to send scientists to the ISS. Uh, it says, let's see, a NASA science division seeks funding for a program to fly scientists to the ISS to conduct research that could then be handed off to NASA astronauts. Hmm. So uh, they're they're seeking funding. Although you know there is a lot of uh, focus on space nowadays. That goes, you know, uh, President Biden 
uh, was the one that uh, shared with the country, with the world, basically. Um, well, he was there. He was the spokesperson, I guess, to share the first image from the uh, James Webb Space Telescope. And then an additional four images were shared after that. But uh, So if he's doing things like this, and he has ex- uh, spoken about support for the space industry, space program in the past, although uh, some things involve space, like Elon Musk and all that, they've gone, kind of gone back and forth. Um, and, I, and I'm guessing, I hope, uh, Biden understands that you know, Elon Musk is a, a big part of the United States space program now. A big part, as we've spoken before. If it weren't for Elon Musk and SpaceX, we wouldn't uh, be flying astronauts to the ISS uh, right now as we are. Um, and, and cargo to the ISS like we are. So it's SpaceX is a huge part of... Um, the United States space program. NASA, yes. SpaceX, yes. Big time. Um, and uh, Northrop Grumman and uh, you know others are getting involved in Boeing and, and things. You know, other, other uh, commercial entities want to get involved too. But this is about scientists going up there. It says here, let's see. A NASA science division is seeking funding for, the, for a program that could fly scientists to the International Space Station on private missions. That's private missions to conduct research that could then be handed off to NASA astronauts. Uh, continues in a presentation on July 13th meeting of a National Academies Committee working on the uh, survey for biological and physical sciences research in space. Uh, the director of NASA's biological and physical science division said the agency is seeking funding starting in fiscal year 2023 for an initiative that could allow Hyper-specialized, hyper-specialized scientists go to the ISS and future commercial space stations. Oh, interesting. Not only the ISS, but they mention future commercial space stations because we all know that there are a number of uh, companies that NASA has provided funding to. And I told you about this in previous Space Gap podcasts that are looking into possibilities of designing and building a commercial space station. I think it was three. Um, and then, we, you know, we have others uh, that are, you know, putting uh, together space station modules right now, as we've talked about, um, to be uh, attached to the existing International Space Station and then be uh, separated later on when the ISS is decommissioned. But so they've, they're actually looking at funding to put them first at the ISS and then future commercial stations. Hey, there's much more to this article if you'd like to go check it out. Uh, that f- link is on my Twitter feed. Well, last evening, a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket and Dragon spacecraft, they launched to the International Space Station. It was the 25th cargo resupply mission, and all went well. Uh Saw different um, social media accounts publishing uh, photos of the launch and uh, talked about it when it would be uh, docking with the International Space Station. But it's the Cargo Dragon spacecraft that is on its way right now to the International Space Station. 25th cargo resupply mission for SpaceX. Speaking of SpaceX as we were, there you go. Cargo going up to the ISS, 
because of SpaceX. China's Tiangong Space Station is going to soon become a little bit bigger. Space News reports, China prepares for July 24th launch of second space station module. So uh, China is gearing up to send a second module to its under-construction space station with a launch from the coastal Wenchang spaceport later this month. They're saying July 24th, so uh, they're growing. That ISS is a pretty good-sized space station. China's now is growing also. So um, you can also see, you know, we were talking about earlier, seeing the ISS pass overhead. And I've shared many times um, China's Tiangong uh, Space Station, the CSS, you got the ISS, and then you got the CSS, and it's really bright also sometimes as it passes over. So you can see that space station as it orbits over the Earth a lot, you know, too, just like the ISS. And the X-37B space plane, I've shared uh, photos of that also. Now that one's a little bit tougher to see. It's a much smaller orbiting object uh, than the ISS and the CSS. And it, it it's, goes a lot faster across the sky. So you've got to be really looking for that one. It's got to be pretty darn bright for you to, to catch a glimpse of, glimpse of it. Actually, and real real bright to get it on, uh, to take a picture of it, which I have in a number of times. But um, yeah, so China's Tiangong Space Station going to get another module here this month. And speaking of uh, tracking and seeing the X-37B uh, space plane going over, I can I can I always get it always chuckle when I start talking about that. Thinking back when I was on the Discovery Channel, on that show um, featured on that show called America's Most Secret Structures, and um, them, you know, focusing in on I, I used to track all kinds of space objects using the now uh, defunct um, space radar, space uh, radar that they had, uh, the Air Force, space fence, uh, back they had transmitting from Texas, which now they've, they've decommissioned and they're putting in a new space fence, which is a higher frequency, but used to use that radar signal to uh, ping back and, and track space objects with an antenna system I built in my backyard. So a lot of people, not a lot, but other people did it too as, as a hobby. But, um, yeah, so they did focus on my tracking of the uh, X-37. I think it was the A back then. Uh, you know, not you could see it visually and then track it via the radars, bounce back signals too. But I, whenever I talk about uh, tracking and looking at watching the ISS and now the CSS and X-37B, I always chuckle when thinking about that time. <laughs> and you, I think you can still see that show. Uh, it's, it wasn't a Discovery Channel. And then I think it was on the military channel also. That was a number of years back. That was way back when. Probably, what is, I can't remember, 2012, 11, 13? I can't remember back then. But, um, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, I, I think it's still out there. It's called America's Most Secret Structures. And uh, I'm in one of the segments. talks about the X-37 and, and some other. Actually, they did talk about some other uh, items I did track, some other Phobos Grunt and things like this that were going now I just I just track them visually, um, as a lot of other people do, and it's just it's fun to do that too if you get a chance. Liftoff 
of the inaugural flight of Europe's new Vega C launcher, debuting upgraded solid rocket motor and carrying an Italian research satellite into orbit to perform tests of general relativity. So the ESA launched this uh, inaugural, uh, this Vegas Sea Launcher, and I do have a uh, link to the Space Flight Now story that shows not only the launch, but uh, kind of details the mission a little bit, uh, courtesy ESA, if you want to go check that out on my Twitter feed. Space News, another article here, Office of Space Commerce to start developing architecture for traffic management. Let's see, the Executive Secretary of the National Space Council said he expects the Office of Space Commerce to start developing an architecture for space traffic management, an initiative that has been bogged down by studies and lack of funding. Quote, we were very happy that we were able to get Richard Dalbello in that position of leadership to run the Office of Space Commerce, he said. July 13th at a conference on Capitol Hill hosted by the Future Space Leaders Foundation. Uh, Let's see, he's working very closely with the Department of Defense right now, with the Space Force as well, and U.S. Space Command, uh, to be able to develop that linkage, to be able to transition that mission from the Department of Defense over to Commerce. So they're swapping, uh, looks like they're going to be swapping tasks here between different offices within the space community. But um, space management, yeah, it's, uh, with um, all this stuff going up there, they're going to need some kind of traffic cops, I guess, uh, and traffic management. And so hopefully they can get a handle on that, and we'll just have to wait and see. Air Force completes draft environmental review of U.S. Space Command candidate locations, also here from uh, Space News. Let's see, before Air Force makes its final decision, it will review concerns expressed by the DOD, IG, and GAO about the basing selection process. Uh, Let's see, they did this proposal, the locations um, released July 13th by the Department of Defense. The Air Force said the proposed relocation of U.S. Space Command to Redstone Arsenal, Alabama, would have no significant impacts on the human or natural environment. The Air Force also conducted environmental assessments of five other locations considered reasonable alternative. Peterson Space Force Base, which used to be called Peterson Air Force Base, where where I worked for uh, many years, Uh, Kirkland Air Force Base, New Mexico, Offutt Air Force Base, Nebraska, Port San Antonio, Texas, and Space Coast Spaceport, Florida. And they found no environmental impacts were found at any of these other locations. U.S. Space Command is currently based at Peterson. Okay, so uh, looks like they're gonna they still going to be pushing for this... Uh, Redstone Arsenal in Alabama. I know um, politicians in Colorado were, were fighting the the move, you know, because they were they were the ones that host it right now. But um, doesn't look like they're going to get their way. But these other bases, just in case, these are just in cases that the you know 
five other locations were were checked and it's pretty detailed um the the thing is you know they do the environmental impacts of locations you know that they're going to be placing things at um but as we found out when i worked uh let's see at one time i was at uh, mcclellan air force base in california um when they did close mcclellan air force base it was a fiasco because they found so many environmental uh, problems that I guess they didn't find when they did the environmental impact study before the base was put there, I would assume. But they sure had a lot of problems and they had to do a lot of cleanup uh, after they were closing the base. So people were saying, hey, you did this McClellan Air Force Base. And that happens a lot of times when you're running in a, a base of any kind. Um, over the over the many years that these bases do run, that uh, environmental impacts do are created. Um, but in this case, these uh, studies they found no uh, impacts on human or natural environment uh, on this Redstone, Alabama, or these five other additional sites. So. We'll just have to wait and see if um, U.S. Space Command actually does get moved from Peterson Space Force Base, which they call it now, uh, to Redstone Arsenal in Alabama. I have a feeling it's going to be moved, and we'll just have to wait and see. Well, CNSA Watcher shared a uh, China's 23rd launch of 2022. And um, the satellite, they talked about a relay satellite that was going to be put up, and it did. They successfully orbited that satellite. And I do have a link uh, to the launch, and actually you get to see the mission control uh, at, at the uh, Chinese space program agency there. And uh, their telemetry feeds and and uh, the graphics, uh, the animation of the launch. And it looks like all went well, but that was China's 23rd launch of this year so uh, go check that out if you'd like to see that going on well rocket lab they launched their electron launcher from new zealand and this was on the nrol 162 mission and it was hosting a classified payload uh, and they put that into orbit for the u.s government spy satellite agency the nrol so all was successful. Rocket Lab's Electron, which is a proven rocket, and uh, all, all went well. So they got this uh, satellite up there for the uh, National Reconnaissance Office, and um, all went well, I guess. There is a link on my Twitter feed. You can see that launch. Of course, they don't show as much as they showed for the, the Chinese launch, but um, you, get, you, don't, you just get to watch the launch pretty much as far as this is concerned. They don't share the internal uh, uh, mission control activities and things like that. China did, though. They, they shared um, their launches, and, and they do that a lot. They, they've been sharing a lot of that. They're touting. They're loving their, their space program. I, I'm t- I'll tell you what. They share a lot, more than I thought they would ever share for a space program. And uh, we get to see it firsthand, you know, things that they are willing to share with us. And I do have links to a lot of what they share on my uh, Twitter feed. So if you want to go check the, 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 uh, their launches out, also this Rocket Lab launch, they're on the feed. And something happened at uh, the SpaceX launch pad in Texas. 
and I'm not too sure what happened because they're 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 talking about it a little bit. Um, Elon Musk is talking about damage or, or lack of damage um, to their. Uh, they did they basically what they did is they they fired their rockets, their um, their Starship rockets there, but you can see it it, it looks like a, a pretty good size explosion. And this one I would suggest you go checking out. This one's dated uh, July. 12th on the Twitter feed, twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta. And uh, it's posted, it says on July 12th, something happened at the SpaceX launch pad in Texas. See thread. And uh, Elon Musk adds in that thread too. But the video is very, you can tell something happened uh, when they did they did some rocket testing. And, uh, and, and tweets from uh, Elon Musk afterwards, a few others, Say there wasn't too much damage, um, but they're looking into it. But go check this, check out this video because it, it's a good size um, boom, <laughs> flames, and then a boom. It actually shook the rockets, shook, shook the cameras that were uh, pointing at the uh, launch pad. You can see the cameras being shook by this explosion. Uh, whether it was a controlled explosion or not. Elon Musk kind of talks about how there was a mixture going on, and sometimes this happens with the fuel and air mixtures. And I don't know. I don't think they're sharing probably everything, but I'm, I'm guessing that internally they're looking into this, um, and they'll have it worked out. But it's a pretty good, pretty good uh, video to go check out. Well, that's it. Until next time.